This is the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Oh, intermission. No, it's halftime. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue for the best liquor, beer, and wine deals in the River Valley. Arkansas wins a national championship! Check out Eastside Liquor on Facebook for weekly specials. Say goodbye! Darren McFadden, 80 yards, touchdown! Football coming up. It's, uh, it's going to be a good show today. For sure, man. I'm feeling good. It's uh, it's game week. It's it's game week. It's Auburn week. Uh, basketball hogs take on Gardner Webb tonight, so that's going to be a uh, be a good one. Oh yeah, tonight Arkansas Gardner Webb. I mean that first game, man. That was that was good to get that out of the way. Didn't play perfect, I wouldn't say. But lot to work on. Lot to work on. I didn't see a championship team in that game necessarily, but we know what this team's capable of. You know, they showed it against Purdue. You just hope they get better throughout the year. It looks like there's their chemistry is, you know, pretty good right now. So it doesn't look like there's just a ton to work on. So you like to see that. And yeah, tonight against Gardner Webb, they should they should win. Yeah, uh, hopefully they'll get a little better, like you said. Uh, they have a lot to work on. I, I like our perimeter players. Uh, they're they're going to be a little smaller, a little undersized at times. But uh, the the one of the one of my favorite things about this team is there's only three players that haven't been through multiple college off seasons. And uh, Pinion's probably the only he's been through one, and and I expect him to uh, to really shine this year and, and 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 hit some big shots for us. But all of our other guards, all of our other bigs. Uh, we, we got a very veteran-laden team, so I, I think that should help us in the long run. Yeah, I love to see, like you said, a bunch of veterans on the team, guys that know what they're doing, know their role, don't really seem to have much of an ego problem so far this year. I know that was kind of an issue last year. The team got it going. They were very talented last year, but uh, like you said, Matt, it's just it's comforting to see a team that doesn't really have a lot to work on. There's not a lot of you know, I mean, they're pretty. Their game is pretty much reached what it's going to reach. There's a few guys like Bayfall and stuff like that, but yeah, I mean, this team looks like they're going to be good and they're going to be a force this year. And Gardner Webb, you know, they they got them tonight. That should be an easy win. And then kind of see, you know, that Duke game is coming up pretty soon. So yeah, be a we'll, good test. we're gonna we're gonna touch on that a little bit. Uh, I saw where uh, we'll, we'll we'll get to some college news and notes uh, where the quarterback from Colorado got his 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 car booted. I think every college student it's just a rite of passage. I think you all got a a booted story. Uh, you got some really big games in college football this week. Number three Michigan at Penn State. Number eighteen Utah at Washington. Thirteen Tennessee at Missouri. Uh, nine Ole Miss at Georgia. You know, can one of these undefeated Georgia, Washington, Michigan fall? I, I don't know, but uh, it will be. You know, college football, plenty of theater. It's it's going to be a good a good Saturday. And then you had Louisville last night. They they improved to nine and one. Yeah. Uh, very surprising team. I, I don't know where, yeah. where where they've got it from. They they took a loss to Pitt, but they're they're nine and one this year. Yeah, that loss to Pitt was was ugly, and they almost lost last night to a bad Virginia team. It almost, I mean, Virginia was up late in that game and Louisville, I mean, Louisville had to kind of put it together there at the end. Do you think this Arkansas Razorback team, this is a good question maybe for the listeners today, uh, looking at this Arkansas Razorback team and then looking at Louisville, looking at a team like them and how they play, do you think this Razorback team could beat a team like Louisville? You know, I do. I, I, I do. I just feel like, you know, that kind of SEC brand of football, I feel like you can beat anybody when you're playing well. And you can, obviously, you can lose to anybody, too. I like this team when KJ is playing confident. The defense, obviously, playing the way it's playing. You, I mean, you've held some pretty good offenses to below their averages. So, you know, the defense can keep you in ball games and the offense, you know, I like what what I saw against Florida. You just you kind of hope it continues, and it wasn't just kind of a fluke game. And I don't think it think it was. I think this team's going to play better offense, and the defense, you know, obviously is going to play well. Absolutely. And then we got uh we we had the a- SEC baseball permanent opponents. They were announced yesterday. So continue on with your thoughts about that. Uh, the Hogs get Ole Miss and Missouri. Um, I I you know 
I'm not too too worried about our, our permanent opponents. I just don't understand how you have a conference champion and you don't play everybody. It's it's kind of like yeah. the 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 guy. I don't know. It's just like you're not you're not suited up. You're kind of sloppy, and it's just it doesn't make any sense how you could have uh say this is a champion, but you didn't play anybody in your league. Yeah, you'd like to play everybody, obviously, just to kind of solidify that you're the best team. But you know what? I don't think fans, Arkansas fans, I don't think any fans will complain if their team wins any kind of championship. But if you're a team that maybe was on the cusp of winning, you might say, well, we didn't even get to play those guys. Well, it's definitely your RPI will will be uh, be changed on that. You also had the 90, 96 Battle of the Ravine uh, this Saturday at Cliff Harris Stadium. That's Washita versus Henderson. And it's uh, oh, yeah, that's fun. Series 46, 43, and 6 right now. Yeah. I've been to a couple of Battle of Ravines. I had a buddy that played for OBU, tight end, Logan Morris. Man, that is that is an underrated rivalry in the state. It's really, really interesting. And I know there's some interesting elements to that rivalry. I think, what, Henderson and OBU, they can just walk to the to the field from Clay the, Clack. You remember the old Under Armour yeah. commercial? That's how it is, sounding walking down the street. They walk to the field. That's pretty cool. Yeah, the, Clemson does it. There's a couple teams that that do it, uh, make, making it an entrance. Uh, I, I like it as well. Uh, a lot going on in college football. I, I haven't heard uh, the the Lane Kiffin sound yet, but yeah. I have read the story. Um, and uh, inter- interesting take. Yeah. On all that, and, and it's it's it is it is be interesting to see what comes out of that. Uh, and and I'm not I'm not saying there's not, not not such a thing as mental health, but there's also a thing of of making a commitment to a team and 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 responding and taking accountability for your actions. Yeah, I think if you don't like Lane Kiffin, that that's just one more thing not to like about him. But someone like me who really doesn't feel one way or another. You know, I'm sure there's been a lot worse said between a coach and a player that just happened to be on recording. I don't think did Kip- he record it on? Did he record it? Like he was he sneaky? Like the, Lane oh yeah, no, yeah. The guy See, that's, just, record- that's bad yeah, locker room. I've guy got right bad there. vibes. I don't want him on my team. That player, I've got bad vibes from that player. You know, you, yeah. You don't talk to your head coach for two weeks because of a mental health. I mean, we all know people go through stuff, but you can't really ghost your head coach. And well, they're there to help you. Yeah, he, he's not. He that's that's the whole thing. It's it's don't run away, run to him. And uh, yeah. I, I, on this one, I'm not going to be all Let's hear it. You got the sound? Yeah, I do. Let's, 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 let's hear it's it. It's pretty wild. If you would have come here, when you kept getting messages, the head coach wants to talk to you, and you saying, I'm not ready to talk to him. What was it? Well, what world do you live in? I don't see why you got to be disrespectful. Honestly. Get out of here. Go. Go. You're off the team. You're done. See ya. See ya. Because I'm... See ya. Go. Go. And guess what? We can kick you off the team. So go read your f-ing rights about mental health. We can kick you off the team for not showing up. When the head coach has to meet with you and you don't show up for weeks, okay, we can remove you from the team. It's called being the f- It's called hiding behind sh- and not showing up to work. See, I think he was disrespectful to Who's his the coach. Coach or the kid? I think the kid was disrespectful to Kiffin by, you know, not not telling him what's going on and just kind of treating him like, you know, I don't know the, the word to describe it, but Kiffin has a right to be upset. I'm sure Kiffin, you know, does care that he was going through something, but there's a way to go about it even as even as a player, and I don't feel like he went, went about it the right way. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. For your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Right now, Eastside Liquor has a truckload of eggnog, winter seasonal beers, stouts and liquors, rum chata, moonshake creams, and more. Don't forget about the hog bourbon decanters. Come by the drive-thru or walk inside to see Dave and his team at Eastside Liquor, 9390 in Fort Smith. Now, back to the podcast. You get the B team today, but you get an A team player in Aaron Torres coming in. Uh, Aaron, what's up, man? How's it going on the West Coast? 
Did Phil finally get popped for PEDs? What's going on here? What happened? He he did. They got a they got a lady back basketball game today, so you get the B team today. Uh, but no, we'll, we'll, there we'll, uh, is no B team with Matt Jones involved. No I, I I hear you, man. It's a, it's always a. Joy. I just want to make sure he wasn't in jail or something. I, nothing crazy happened. That's all. You gotta watch old Phil, man. You know he's he kind of goes zero dark thirty on you. Be wary of any man that doesn't have social media. You know, yeah. That's true. Hey, uh, real, on, real, real, yeah, man. Life, life's good. Hey, real quick uh, before before we get into some football, uh, I, I do want to get your thoughts on Lane Kiffin and, and what's going on here. I, I tend to side with the coach on this one. I think everything is situational, and I think mental health is a real thing. Um, I, I do think when you make a commitment to a team, uh, there's just different standards for that. And I, I think Coach Kiffin got this one right. I don't know how much more is going to come out, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. Yeah, uh, a couple things here, Matt. One, I think the, the last part that you said is important. You know, we're, we're reacting in real time. This is our job. You know, I think that's something us in the media people get mad at is you can change an opinion if new information comes mm-hmm. out, but – the information that we currently have, I am absolutely on your side and I'm absolutely on Lane Kiffin's side. And, you know, to be to be clear, you know, I, and I've said this many times, I take mental health very seriously. My wife works in the space. My sister-in-law works in the space. My sister works in the space, et cetera. But at the same time, you know, one, there is exactly what you said. There's the team component. Um, you don't show up for anything for two weeks. Go completely AWOL. Don't respond there are going to be consequences, whether it's school, whether it's a team, whether it's a job, whether it's whatever. I think the part that a lot of people have missed, and and I, you know, it's just doing a little bit of research and investigation is people that say, well, Matt Jones, Aaron Torres, you're not a mental health expert. It's not your area of expertise. You shouldn't be commenting. Well, here's the thing. The school provided a mental health uh, expert for this young man. And the mental health expert said to, said to him, hey, you got to check in with your coaches, and he still waited two weeks. And so, again, we'll, we'll leave the diagnoses and everything to the professionals, and if this guy has issues, I hope he gets taken care of what he needs. But at the same time, you know, like, like, like you said, is that there is a commitment to the team, and I think there's just a baseline commitment to anything that you do where, as I said, if, if you don't show up for two weeks at pretty much anything, there's going to be consequences – and it's obviously no different for this guy. That's that, that was kind of my point is when, when you're a part of a team in an organization like that, they're going to have all the resources there for you and, and, and not to yep. run away, but to, to run towards it and, 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 and take it seriously. And, and it just seemed like he was kind of hiding. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I do think more information will come out. Yeah, yeah. And we'll see, you know, and listen, I think the argument, I, I, I've seen this argument a little bit of, well, you know, I mean, yeah, Lane Kiff is not wrong, but he didn't have to say it the way that he did. And it's like, well, first of all, let, let, let's call a spade a spade here, okay? One, could he have handled it a little bit different? Absolutely. Two, let's also be honest. He, we, he, I would say with very likely certainty that he did not know he was being reported. I think he got caught up in the heat of the moment. I think if this was in a public place or if it was a two-party consent state where, both, where the kid had to tell him that he was being recorded, I think he would have handled things differently. So like you said, we're going to get more information. But the thing, here's my thing, though. Here's my thing, Bill, or uh, uh, Matt. I don't know if we're going to get that much more information. This 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 um, this uh, lawsuit was filed in September, so we're now three months in. A lot of this stuff is public. And maybe we do, and maybe there's new information. Uh, but Matt, I'll say this for Lane Kiffin. I, I, I can only speak to the general knowledge that we have. He has been very outspoken about mental health. He's been very outspoken about his staff's training in mental health and how important that is to him. And so it's not to say that he couldn't have acted differently. But again, as you said, and as I've said, based on the information that we have at this exact moment, I believe Lane Kiffin was in the right. Well, in, in a coach's locker room, coach's meeting room in the locker room, I, to me, is a sacred place. And, and if people yes. would be surprised if they heard how people talk in those places, you know, so you kind of it's, <laughs> it's a lot of alphas in there. And if you and if you're going to be, be like that, they'll chew you up and spit you out. I mean, that's just that's just part of it. It's a it's a it's a it's a manly sport. It's a barbaric. You know, they, they you hit each other's collision sport. It's it's tough, man. Yes. You got to you got to be an alpha to, to, to play this sport. Uh, well, no, it's, I I. I was just going to say, no, it's funny you say that. I was having a conversation um, with somebody who, let's just say, covers a a major power conference team that had a marquee game last week, so you could probably narrow it down to six, eight schools. And, you know, he told me, you know, about some of the stuff that was said in the locker room. And, listen, I played certainly not at the level of you guys, 
but I just bring it up to say, um, you know, and I literally said to him, I said jokingly, I said, man, I'm glad, you know, that coach doesn't have the same policy as Deion Sanders where you're recording everything going out of the locker room because if that got out, it would have been bad. But I, I just bring it up to say I agree with you guys. Is A lot of stuff is said, you know, 90-plus, you know, uh, uh, grown men in a locker room, it's going to get it's gonna get feisty. But then more importantly, too, you know, you're having a big conversation and you're, you're clearly recording something with the intent to use it later. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of there, low. There, there's. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. I agree. I agree with that 100. Well, let's 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 go to the football field. Um, there, there's some big games this week. You know, speaking of the Ole Miss Georgia with, with the undefeated Washington undefeated Michigan undefeated, all having ranked opponents. Uh, let, let's start there uh, with the Nittany Lions in in uh, Beaver Stadium. Uh, everybody I've talked to this week, Aaron, they they're not giving Penn State a chance. Uh, I, I see Vegas has it at only at four. Do you give Penn State a chance this week against Michigan? Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, the, the, the bottom line is we still don't know if Jim Harbaugh is going to be on that sideline. Now, I'm not a lawyer, you know, much like I'm not a men- – we're talking a lot about what I'm not today. I'm not a mental health expert. I'm not a lawyer. Um, you know, but, but the smart people that I talk to is, you know, there are ways legally, even if, the, uh, even if the Big Ten hands down a punishment, that, you know, they can get an injunction and Harbaugh can be on the sideline. But, yeah, I think Penn State has a chance. You know, they're at home. And the Ohio State game a few weeks ago was pretty competitive. Um, they just they just didn't make enough plays late. They were on the road. Um, two things here. I think one from the Michigan perspective. Listen, if you're a believer that what happened at Michigan was an egregious violation of the rules and that they egregiously benefited from it, I think we're going to learn this week, right? I mean, if they go into Penn State and win thirty to six, I think it's pretty mm-hmm. hard to argue that mm-hmm. Connor Stallions, the sign stealer, is the only reason they've had success. Now, if they lose 24 to 6, then I think it's the exact opposite conversation of, you know, this is the first big game that he hasn't been there. They look like a mess. So do I give Penn State a chance? Absolutely. That defense really is elite. I, I just, in that Ohio State game, uh, the, the quarterback for Penn State, Drew Aller, I just did not see enough from him to believe that against elite defense that he's going to make enough plays. But hey, you're at home with a little bit of a different deal than 100,000 people in the horseshoe. So maybe he gets it done. We have um, we got another game here, and uh, next year this game, Aaron, this game would be a big time game right here. It's number thirteen Tennessee at number fourteen Missouri, and and when you're going for the playoff twelve, uh, this would be one of those game eliminator games. So you're going to get more games like this, I think, going forward, uh, which which will be pretty cool. Uh, how, how do you see that one going? It looks like Tennessee's favored on the road uh, against Missouri. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I had that exact same thought, guys, is, you know, I, I wasn't necessarily somebody that, that felt like we needed to go to a 12-team playoff, but this is the exact kind of game that, that we're going to be paying closer attention to at this time next year. What I would say about this one, you know, listen, I, I actually think Missouri's done a good job this year. I just think it's an unfortunate kind of scheduling break for them. Uh, you know, they're coming off the Georgia game. Luther Bird, and their most dynamic player, gets hurt. Uh, I haven't seen an injury report in the last couple days, but I saw Drinkwitz say earlier in the week that uh, it's probably pretty likely that he's not ready to go. Cody Schrader, their their best running back, is banged up. I think even Brady Cook's banged up. And so you counter that with uh, with Tennessee, and it pains me to say this being a UConn alum, but Tennessee played UConn last week, and they basically treated it like an exhibition game. I mean, you know, Josh Heupel literally said there was about four or five guys that sat out last week that, you know, he gave the old – if we absolutely needed them, they could have been, they could have gone and they didn't, which, you know, as a UConn fan, is a little bit of a knife to my heart there is, is, you know, everybody's, you know, using us as a bye week but Tennessee just for this time of year in a big game like this, they're probably about as healthy as they can be all while, you know, all while at the same time, uh, Missouri's coming off a physical game at Georgia. So I, I do lean Tennessee here. Wouldn't shock me if Missouri win, but at one, but I do lean Tennessee here. We'll stay here. Let's let's uh, let's find out what you think about the Hogs and Auburn. Uh, Kenny G and that offense they they got going. Now they they started one of six. Uh, Sweet on, music from Kenny G, huh? Right. They started one of six on third down, then finished seven of twelve. So so they were able to figure something out. They had four explosive plays. I don't remember a game this year, Aaron, and I've watched them all that they've had four explosive <laughs> plays in. Uh, you got Rocket Sanders back. Uh, you had KJ making some plays. Uh, and, and Florida kind of looked undisciplined. I think Auburn's going to be a little more disciplined than Florida, and I think this is going to be a tougher game than what people think. Uh, anyway, Arkansas starts to build a streak and, and can get back-to-back wins? 
Yeah, I absolutely think they can build a streak. You know, Auburn, you know, the thing about Auburn, um, I've gotten to know Hugh Freeze a little bit through the years, and I, I wouldn't say I'm like super close to them or anything like that, but the thing about Hugh Freeze is at this point in his career, you know, he kind of just tells you how it really is. And, and, and he's been, I think, and Auburn fans have gotten frustrated with it, he's been kind of brutally honest on where the state of the program is. The receivers aren't good enough. Uh, the offensive line isn't good enough. And he's like, he said this publicly. It's not like a, a, a private conversation I had with him. It's not that at all. Um, he said this publicly. And then also, you know, I, I, I think he's been like surprisingly transparent about the quarterback race where it feels like the fan base wants clarity. Even now, this late in the season, one way or the other, Hey, either, you know, play Peyton Thorne, play Robbie Ashford. Are we, why are we still playing both in the middle of November? And so when you look at Arkansas, you know, the, the momentum that you get from last week, you know, the, the proof of concept from Kenny Guyton, it's one thing to run it in a practice. It's another thing for it to work in the swamp. I can absolutely see the scenario where they get two in a row against Auburn. I know the, the, the betting odds would reflect that. I think a lot of people do like Arkansas to win this game. Auburn, I think, will get there under Hugh Freeze. They're far from it. And so, again, would not surprise me at all to see the Hogs get a win. All right. We got um... – you got Utah at Washington going on. Is is Michael Penix Jr. Is he still your favorite for the Heisman? And, and I'd said that if if USC's had Utah's defense, then then USC would have a chance to win a national title. I I do like this Utah defense. Uh, I, I think Washington will have too much. I don't know if 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 Washington gets to thirty four. I don't know that Utah can get to thirty four. Uh, any chance of an upset there? Yeah, you know, it's really interesting that you frame it that way, Matt, because, um, you know, I, 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 so first of all, I, I agree on Utah is just that, you know, you're with, you're playing a third string quarterback. It's so unfortunate because the defense has been so good. Uh, the run game has, has been, you know, reasonably good, but you just, you're just not getting enough from the quarterback. But again, you're down to a third stringer. I mean, I, I, what would you expect? So, you know, Washington, I'll say this, they haven't, like, it's hard to say this after they put up 52 points at the Coliseum last week, but since that Oregon game, they really haven't played great. They actually, going into the USC game, had been outgained three straight games in a row. And then the USC game, they obviously put up close to 600 yards. Um, but obviously, USC was able to move the ball on them as well. So I'm with you. Is I, I still think Oregon is probably the best team in that league. I mean, they lose, you know, uh, on a fourth down, non-conversion uh, you know, at Washington. And, and obviously if those two teams went out, they will. So I guess the point that I'm trying to make is I don't think that it's just a cakewalk for Washington into the Pac-12 championship game. Uh, but I, I, I don't necessarily think either that this is the spot where they get tripped up for the reason that you mentioned. It's football season at your neighborhood Buffalo Wild Wings. And with 64-inch TVs, beer, burgers, and, you know, wings, Buffalo Wild Wings is the best choice to watch the big game. So bring the gang and join us this football season at your local Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings, beer, wings, sports, and your home for any game. Roar! Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Back half time, myself, C Unit, Clay Henry with us. And uh, right now we're going to go to our high school aficionado. I don't know what his title is, but he's the man, Nate Olson. Talk a little high school football. What's up, Nate? I'll, I'll take high school football aficionado. My my uh, proper title is, is regional editor for SB Live. We'll, we'll just go high school football aficionado. That sounds better. I like it. Well, I was going to throw out. This is Clay, Nate. I was going to throw out connoisseur. That'll, that'll work. Yeah. Because I mean, I How, think how's you, the fish going? You, you catching some fish up there? It's been good. Yep. Fall is always a great time. I think the Browns are starting to move. Everybody's everybody's kind of pumped up. You know, get a chance yeah. at a big brown trout. So yep, it's, I get it's real good. jealous of your Facebook post when I see those fish. We we went for the first time a couple of years ago during the pandemic up on the 
River, Red River up there. We're looking forward to going again, my boys and I, my my well, wife. You, we caught a bunch of fish right away, so it was fun. So yeah, I, how old are you I, boys? I there, I'm jealous. How, how old are your boys? They're fourteen and twelve. Well, you need to bring them to Norfolk because we've got Dry Run Creek, which is boys only. You have to be fifteen or under. I'll take them down there. They can actually see them and they can catch them. I promise. Oh, that's fun! Yeah, they they would love that. Yeah, yep. we'll we'll put it on the calendar. We'll, we'll get a hold of you. But uh, yeah, look, I, I'm happy for you that you're being being able to do that, and uh, I like seeing the post. So, well, keep, I, was, keep I up mean, the, I got tired of just chasing around those football games, traveling, you know, Gainesville, Athens, all that stuff. I got to me. Yep. No, I understand. Congratulations. Uh, yep. Let well, me ask hey, the first question. Yeah, I got the What's first. That? I got the first question. Okay. Drake Lindsay, and he keeps yep. piling up touchdowns. I mean, the other day he had seven, and I know it looks like Minnesota is, you know, his his destination. How good is he? And I mean, who would you compare him to? You know, through history, people that say haven't seen him. What's he like? That's a good question. Well, I'll start off by telling you that he's very, very good. And, you know, a guy that I think is very good at evaluating quarterbacks, he evaluated the guy that's on the air with you. Houston Nutt loves him. He saw him play a few weeks ago. When I when I hear guys that are Division One coaches or former coaches like him gush over him, then, then I know that my, you know, amateur analysis is right on target. And we, we've liked him for a while. And the, the question I keep getting, you know, this year is, you know, why didn't Arkansas offer him and all that? There, there's so many reasons, and you probably know some of those that when you're recruiting guys, there's different needs you have, things you're looking at. And other, you know, I don't know who he was, you know, all compared with. Like who, who did they look at? You know, you brought Criswell in, and and there's there's many things to consider on on why they didn't recruit him. But I'll just say he is very good. We were just talking about quarterbacks today. Kyle Sutherland, uh, our main contributor, and I, um, you know, he he's right now. I mean. That we do an all-state list. I mean, he's a prime candidate to be number one again um, with what he's done. And I, I, I don't know a comparison. I mean, I think he's very favorable to like a you know a guy like Mitch Mustaine kind of. I mean, they you know yeah. The, what are his measurables? How how, how tall is he? How much does he weigh? I think he's a, I think he's about six three and around one ninety five or something like that. Yeah, he's, that's about right. He's a good sized kid, uh, and he's very athletic. You know, he's. He's thrown like forty touchdowns and two interceptions. That that's what stuck out to, to to nut. You know, is that he is so prolific. He's not making any mistakes. But yeah, I feel like at this point, you know, Minnesota probably is getting the steal. I mean, I think he's worked himself into where if he opened up his recruitment, he would have other offers. But PJ Fleck and over the summer was taking some heat for some things uh, off the field stuff and. There, there were some people that were, you know, not really in his camp at that point, and he, he weathered that storm. But Lindsey was right away said, "I'm fully committed. I'm staying." You know, and, and I feel like if he was committed during that time when there was kind of a storm, a controversy, he's he's committed forever. I mean, I I don't I don't know what it would take for him to not be, but I think he likes it. The Minnesota was on him immediately, and kudos to the Gophers. I mean, they they saw something that maybe some of the other. You know, coaches didn't, but he has really, I mean, he's had two good years in a row, and now with a chance to go to a state championship game, we really feel like, and he can really show in the playoffs like, yeah. how good he is. We, we already know that to an extent, but playoff time is when you really make your money, I think, and uh, he can he can show the whole state that, that he's really big time. You know, you, you said Mustang, you know, he probably didn't quite have the, the, the arm strength of like a mallet, um, but like a Tyler Wilson, kind of that kind of arm strength, Mustang yeah, would be similar. Tyler Wilson, yeah. Tyler Wilson, very similar. And what, you know, and, and let's be clear, I'm not trying to compare him and say he's exactly like Mustang, but if no, you're kind of you. looking at, you know, the style and stuff, but probably Tyler Wilson is even a better comparison. But a guy yeah. who has good athletic ability, he does have a strong arm. And a guy above all else is going to make wonderful decisions for you. And big frame, uh, and, and got that big frame. Turn the yeah. football, over. and yeah. and but but more than a game manager. I mean, he threw seven touchdowns last weekend. You know, Jason De Lamar, he's going to play Arkansas baseball. 
he's become kind of his go-to receiver. Uh, but he's got several weapons, and I think he does a good job of being able to check down. The, the, the team that I would love to see him play is Bryant because yeah. that defense is nasty. And they can get a pass rush on him, and they've got cover corners. I mean, they have a cornerback that was a Division One caliber guy that was lost for the year, and they lost T.J. Lindsey, who transferred to IMG, four-star DN. And we were talking about that this morning. I mean, they are nasty without those two guys. I and mean, if you put those two guys on there, I mean, they're even they're even better. So I would I would love to see him go against them because I think that's the best defense. And if he was able to beat them and carve them up or you know be effective, um, that would really you know prove that he is very very good because I think I I don't think he's played a terrific defense yet. I mean, he's played some decent defenses, but that's the best defense around, and that would be a really cool thing to see those see them match up. And it's not a slight to say somebody doesn't have the Ryan Mallett arm because, you know, Ryan Mallett, Joe Ferg, uh, Tavares Jackson, those are just kind of some of the best arms to come through up there at the oh, university. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Nate, who do, who do you like tonight? Where, where, where are we going tonight? Uh, playoffs get underway tonight? Yeah, they do. Um, I was going to kind of just go through some of the brackets here, you know, with what we had time with. But uh, kind of with 7A hitting some of the, the, the coverage area places, one game that we're keeping an eye on, you know, a lot of teams on bias tonight, but Southside at Jonesboro, I feel like, you know, Southside the fifth seed could have been a three seed possibly with an upset and the a win over Bentonville West. They lost by three to them. They were in two touchdowns of Bentonville and Fayetteville. I think it's a tough, tough pass for Jonesboro, but they've won like four of the last five games. So they're pretty hot right now. They've played, you know, some of the lesser teams of the, the central on the back end, but that's that's a game to watch. And you know that winner would get would go to Fayetteville. Um, Rogers is playing North Little Rock tonight, and Cabot is playing Harbor. Harbor's put up a lot of points. They've struggled um, in the win loss column, but uh, the, you know they're scary to me if you're a Cabot fan just because they can put up a bunch of points. But Cabot's strength has been their defense, so expect them to win. Uh, that sets up a showdown next week. It, it's a rematch of a playoff game from a few years ago. Cabot at Bentonville. Uh, Cabot could beat them. They have good defense. Their offense still is sputtering a little bit. They've got a brand new quarterback, or you know, a new quarterback and a, a running back named Keegan Vest, but he keeps getting better. So that would be a, a very interesting game if that happens, uh, you know, next week. Nate, give me a give me a team that should be on upset alert uh, anywhere uh, in the playoffs tonight. Upset alert. Um, well, I, one is you know Mills got upset by Valonia. You know last week they were two and seven going into that game, and they beat Mills. Mills is a talented team. Charlie Collins from uh, you know, going to Arkansas. We think you know his cousin decommitted. Uh, Courtney Crushville, I think uh, Charlie's still committed, but they've got a lot of talent, but they lost last week. They play a win team who is, is coached by Clay Toddy and, you know, is a rising for years. They barely have enough for, I mean, they've got 30 guys in a 5A school because of the tornado, but I would think that Mills would be woken up a little bit after losing last week, but if they don't come ready to play, you know, win has been kind of on a mission after that tornado and they, they've, uh, played, a, you know, got a number three seed. So uh, I, that's that's a possible one right there. If if Mills, you know, is is napping again, you know, they they've got to make sure that they're that they're ready to play. Uh, another one could be, you know, El Dorado plays Plastic Academy. Uh, this is not one I would pick, but PA, you know, hasn't been as dominant as usual. They're pretty good at home. But El Dorado is playing better. They're a sixteen, but playing better. They've got a coach, Chris Hill, who's uh, you know been around a long time. He's won some playoff games, um, and they only beat Lake Hamilton last week, twenty-one seventeen. So that's a that's another one that you know you would think PA would win, but they're not playing great. You know, it could be it, it, El, El Dorado could uh, give them a game. Nate, we have a uh, on the on the fan the the fan feedback line. We got a question for you: uh, Boonville versus Drew Central. Now, is that uh, what is that two A two A ball? Three A three A. Okay, that's a three A. Yeah, I'm glad glad we brought that up. Boonville to me, uh, that's I 
they were in the state title game last year. Uh, I feel like uh, that they could be there again. I was looking at their road today. I was looking at them in, in Charleston uh, in 3A. You know, they played last year uh, for the title. Um, yeah, I, I think tonight, Boonville rolls. Next week, either Osceola or Falk. I think they take either on those games. And it sets up a showdown in the semifinals with Harmony Grove, Wachita County. That was formerly Harmony Grove. It came in Harmony Grove. They're Harmony Grove or Wachita County now, as they want to be referred to. But they have been good all year long. They have a great quarterback. Uh, that would be a good game in, in the semis. I think Boonville cruises through there. Uh, I probably would pick them even now having to go to the Wachita County just because of their, their uh, tradition and the fact that they were there last year. I mean, they've been my pick to win it since the beginning. So this is a, it's a challenging draw to go down there. Uh, Thanksgiving weekend, I guess that would be the quarterfinals, but I, I think they could do it. And, uh, you know, looking at Charleston, also an area team in the three, a, uh, they've got a center point team. Uh, I'm sorry. No, they, they, they play uh Barton. I'm sorry. It's Mansfield that has a center point. So they, they should win tonight. And Bismarck or Hackett, um, you know, they've, they've got a pretty good road, too, to get to at least the quarters. Uh, they've, they've been a good team most of the year. Trying to get some guys healthy. Reese Mareshka, the, the two-way guy, DB and wide receiver, uh, and getting some of the younger guys more experienced. But uh, both of those teams have a chance. I think Boonville has a good chance to get back to Little Rock. Yeah, man, there was a Mariska stud that uh, that played back when when I played that Van Buren. I wondered if they're kind of kind of related there in that lineage. Uh, all right, Nate, give me give me one more before we let you go. One more game tonight. Yeah, one more game um, to check out. Okay, let uh, let's see let let's get, let's do that that uh, the the Charleston game because I think that you know. Could be pretty good uh, with Barton, you know, if you, in the area. I mean, it's a two and a four. Charleston should win, but uh, you know that that could be interesting. Oh, hey, and one other one. I'm sorry, I forgot this one. Shiloh, this is a game you should definitely go to. Shiloh Christian and uh, Hot Spring, and that, and um, you know, Shiloh is like 53 and three at home in playoff games. They haven't lost since 18. Hot Springs is really good. Matt Contreras threw for eight touchdowns in the game last year. That would be, I think that's the best game in the whole Northwest Arkansas River Valley. I think Shiloh wins it, but Hot Springs gives them a run for their money. And Shiloh trying to get to the state championship as a number two seed and play Parkview again. They win tonight. I think they've got a good chance. And Shiloh has the, the old Stillwater coach, right? Wasn't he at Stillwater last year? I'd went and watched yep, that Greenwood Stillwater game. Yeah, okay. Won that's... a championship there last year and is going to try to get back there this year. I will just say, though, 5A with Parkview. It's the Parkview Invitational. And they won 35 to nothing last night over a good Alma team. Alma lost and then dropped to a four seed. Could have been a conference champion. Very good team. Uh, park you had no problems. I think they win every game by two touchdowns or more, Matt. Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures, and at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through christmas at joshua's fine jewelry in beautiful downtown russell thanksgiving dinner will be memorable this year at the historic arlington resort hotel and spa in hot springs thursday november 23rd from 11 a.m to 3 p.m in the venetian dining room you'll have a salad bar carving station hot buffet items and desserts featuring traditional and unique items over 12 dine for 58 dollars per person under 12 for 29 dollars and under six eat free reservations required must have credit card to hold reservations call 501-623-7771 or log on at arlingtonhotel.com slash dining for reservations and complete menu items. Are you in need of an attorney? Hickey and Hull Law Partners is your firm. Hickey and Hull understand the importance of client communication, meeting with you, responding to emails, and returning calls. Hickey and Hull are attorneys you can trust to guide you through a divorce or a custody case, criminal charges, or even civil lawsuit. Ready to put their seven decades of experience to work for you and get the best results. Every case is important. 
Hickey & Hull Law Partners strive to give each client the time and attention it deserves. Visit them at KevinHickeyLaw.com. Hickey & Hull Law Partners. Things are about to get better. And now, back to the podcast. It's Auburn game week. It's game day for the basketball team. Uh, looking forward to that, but it's a big one. Big one up there on the hill uh, going on tomorrow at 3 p.m. Uh, Auburn kind of, they're figuring out who they are. I, I think, Clay, that, that Auburn is the, the toughest opponent that we played at home this year. I think Auburn would beat BYU and Mississippi State, uh, and I think we're going to have our hands full uh, when it comes to, to the ball game this Saturday. Well, you've got some momentum. You you know the victory at uh, the swamp, which had never happened before. So you've got uh, you you've got some momentum there. Um, you know you've got a challenge. You know issued by the head coach. You know to sustain that. Uh, you know that's the standard now. You got to play to that level, um, and that's the the thing that you'll have to watch early. Did they are they are they stepping forward? You know gaining on what they did. Or have they fallen back to that level of Mississippi State where they had no energy? And I'm talking mainly about the offense. So that that's that's what I'm going to be watching for to see if they sustain their energy level on offense. Yeah, I, I was impressed with uh, the the chunk plays that that Kenny G was able to get Armstrong because uh, we, we I'd been talking about the last couple of weeks. You know who scares you on this Arkansas offense, and and Armstrong can be that guy. You you get him man coverage, he can go up and get one. He 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 caught a go route uh, that was a chunk play, explosive play, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and, and then also he caught a slant, a, a little hitch. It was a little in route, little slant route. And, uh, and was able to take that for 40-plus yards. And on both those drives, we were able to get points. We, we, I know they were both field goals, uh, but it was enough. We made enough winning plays. And it was just – it was kind of a – you know, if you say joy or relief, Clay, but it was, it was a little bit a combination of both to, to know that there is some talent there and that they can do it. And I think once, once you see it happen, it, it gets contagious. Once you see one of your teammates make a play, the next guy's up, hey, I want to make a play. Uh, the next, then the defense starts playing a little better, and the defense has been carrying it. But that offensive side this year, it was just – it was fun. It, was, it, it had been since that LSU game, really. I know they had a little streak against Alabama, about 14, 18 plays, but it was at the end of the game. And, and Alabama, I, I, you know, I, I get it, but, but it was kind of the best offensive game that, that they had played this year, I thought. Yeah, I think Alabama helped them a little bit. There was a face mask and a, and a pass interference penalty that kind of jump-started that drive that gave them a little little momentum. But they didn't sustain it, you know, the next week. Um, is Rocket Sanders going to play like he did last week? You know, he had a lot of ammunition, motivation, however you want to say it, juice, you know, his son, his young son's in the stadium. He's got family there. You know, he's a Florida guy, Rockledge, Florida. Is he going to play that way this week? Because he broke some tackles. 20 touches, some 117 yards. Yeah, and he broke some tackles. Uh, he was an SEC back, and, and I, I say that as the ultimate compliment. I mean, I think the best athlete in the world is an SEC tailback. I mean, he's a he's an Mbappe. He's, you know, he's... You he's know, a difference maker. Yeah, and he was that. He wasn't quite the level he was... Uh, last year when he was running for you know 1500 yards but it, it's it was better than what they've had you're not going to block everybody every once in a while the back's got to make somebody miss or he's got to run through them and I, I saw that from him last week is he going to be that that player um, they they took the yards that were given to them and then got a little bit more yards after contact and I think the receivers were the same way. I thought uh, Tesla broke some tackles, mm-hmm. ran through, carried some guy, was a physical player. They got the ball to him more than they'd had you know, in previous weeks. I thought in preseason, the three practices that I saw, that he was their best wide receiver. But he he kind of disappeared after that first game, made a couple of big catches in that, that first game. Um and maybe he didn't get off uh, the line as well or, you know, didn't shed the defender, you know, in the early part of a route, did that a little bit better. Um, I thought K.J. got rid of the ball quicker, and that helped his offensive line. So those are things to watch to see if they can continue to do that. 
They're going to have to play with tempo. And I think Kenny Guyton did a nice job of giving the play to K.J. early, and they can run it and kind of put the defense in a bind. It's like that old uh, flex motion offense in basketball. What, whatever your defender does, it's wrong, and, and, and you go the other way. So you put them in the spot where they make the decision, and then you read and react, and, and you and you base the play based on that. And, uh, Clay, I, I think you're right. I, I really thought towards the end they started to wear down and K.J. started to get stronger. He he really picked his moments. I thought he picked his the his moments to run, and, and not necessarily is it a design quarterback run for him all the time where he's the best at it a lot of those times it'd be a third down second down pass where they might be in some sort of two man or one man and and one of the guys gets lost in the shuffle and then that open space is out there and uh he was able to get some chuck yardages yeah the the, what's what i'm also kind of interested to see you got a week where somebody scouted Mm -hmm. uh, a new system or a new new set of plays and do they add to that, or do they stay with those plays? And how does Auburn adjust? Um, you know, Florida didn't handle the light box very well. When when they went empty and put five wide out, you know, they were down a tight end, and Florida didn't handle that very well. Uh, and they ran those plays so fast that it was tough for Florida to stem or, or put any pressure in gaps. It, you know the they they had them pinned down so to speak the, the offensive line they knew where they were and there wasn't an extra man in there uh, until the goal line can you know can Arkansas uh, handle whatever adjustment Auburn gives them that because they're not going to just come and line up the same way uh, Florida did they're going to try to do something give that offensive line a wrinkle that causes uh, some confusion. Well, if you, if you remember right, too, Clay, and I know you do, uh, that Liberty defensive line gave the Arkansas Lions fits last year. They whipped them. It was a physical mismatch in that they uh, there was, I can't remember how many zero or one-yard plays Arkansas had in that game. And that they uh, they did play with six men in the box. They played with an extra man. And it's hard to run against that that front with five. So we'll we'll see if if they play with a light box or they bring an extra man and put pressure on their on their secondary. Arkansas's wide receivers have not been able to to uh, sustain things as far as uh, in their routes to get separation. separation. Yes, yep. sir. I, I, I'm with you. Hey, if uh, you're out there listening to this show, however you're listening to it, uh, we want to thank you for listening uh, as always. And if you want to get in here with us. That's 877-377-6963 on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. And Brian from Ozark has done just that. Let's uh, let's take Brian's call. Brian, what's up, dude? Hey, what's up, Matt? How are you guys doing? Doing well, man. Who, who do y'all got this week? We got TCU. Oh, that's an easy dub. Well, yeah, I mean, of course, TCU's beat Texas like, what, seven of the last nine times, but Quinn Ewers will be back, and he's going to light TCU up. So, you're right. It will be an easy win. I think they're like a 14 or 17-point favorite anyway. But, uh, you know, I have to you want a prediction. I believe Auburn wins that game tomorrow. And uh, that would what, pretty much ice Arkansas season for his bowl eligibility. That would that would do it. Uh, I, I did see. Not that you're trying to get the five and seven bowl games. That there might be some extra games out there. I, I do think this is going to be a tough contest. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of good games this week. Uh, but but for Arkansas Auburn, it's it's not going to be uh, a, a, an easy win. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I just say. I mean, it's you look at Hugh Freeze versus Sam Pittman. Hugh Freeze can bring Liberty to Fayetteville with a bunch of. Basically, two and three stars and beat Arkansas. I mean, Auburn's, you know, they are bigger, tougher, stronger, faster. So I think that's the difference. Chief Reeves, coach team. Even though it's not a typical Auburn team, I believe that Hugh Freeze has enough to beat Arkansas. And I hate to say that. I hope they don't, but I think they will. And uh, other than that, uh, you guys have a great weekend. Well, th- thank you, Brian. And, and I'll say this, Clay. Uh, out of Auburn and Arkansas, 
uh, nobody's beat a bowl eligible team yet. You know, now now Florida, I don't think Florida's going to make a bowl. So if you're looking at Auburn's wins and you're looking at Arkansas's wins, you, n- neither one of us has beat a team that's going ma- to that's going go into a bowl game. No, that's true, and and it's. Uh you know what? What you hope is, uh, you know, home field is an advantage for for this Arkansas team, and they're excited to play this game. I, I I still think, you know, energy and juice is what this is all about. You know that, and I, I did not see that last year against Liberty. There was just no, uh, you know, no energy. And can Arkansas sustain it? And I've always said that's. You want to be the hunter, not the hunted. And this is the opening weekend of deer season, and uh, the you know the deer usually run, and the hunters usually attack. So we we'll we'll see if Arkansas is the hunter. And I thought they played like the hunter last week at Florida, and had uh, from the very word go, you know, had the advantage in you know in just the attitude and the way they play. Uh, intensity is everything. Yes, I, I man, it was uh, Clay. It was a joy to see Rocket back. It, it was a, it was a joy to see that celebrated locker room. I, I know, man, it's no fun losing, and and they were on that losing skid, so they were able to stop it. And now it's how do you handle success? You know, everybody's patting you on the back and and, and telling you how good you are, and uh, you're gonna have to show up. You're gonna have to show up and and, and be ready to go this week against Auburn. You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Check out the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast at hitthatline.com. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.